The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kara. Welcome, everybody, to the business animal. I know every listener out there listening to this podcast wishes that they had more time in their business. I know I do. Don't you, Kara? Oh, my gosh. Especially right now. It's so busy in my world between it being a very busy equine portrait season because we're in the early days of spring going into summer so it's not too miserable yet so it's so busy right there and then on top of it we're in birthday party season for all the kids and children in my life my son's birthday's coming up it's almost the end of school so we're making summer plans and life is insane so one of the things I was thinking about when we were talking about episodes is what are the three things we can do right now to just give ourselves some breathing room in our business so that we can also be enjoying all the craziness of the springtime and enjoy it a little bit more. Yes. And so that brings us to a topic that we've brought up on this podcast a few times, and that's automation. Because when you automate things, you take it off of your plate and you pass it off to a computer. And I can tell you, my computer has no birthday plans. It doesn't need to attend parties. It could care less about what time it works. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it is a very good computer and it really just doesn't mind. And I can guarantee you that most of the computers out there in the world, unless they've gotten some new sort of technology, don't care either. So let's put them to work and let the technology do the work for us so that we can go off and enjoy graduations and birthday parties and celebrations and working with our clients with our full attention devoted to it and our business running smoothly in the background. So we've come up with three things that you can automate easily. So none of these are going to take you weeks to try to cook up. They should be three easy automations that you can institute in your business that will honestly, the the three things we're going to talk about are huge, either things that you don't do or things that suck a tremendous amount of time out of your business. I would, you know, they, they talk about those energy vampires in your house. So these little items that keep running and suck up your electricity. To me, these are time vampires. And the three things are follow-up responses, billing, and appointments. So these are three places where you can save a tremendous amount of time if you would put together a simple automation. None of these should take you more than a couple of hours tops to be able to put together. So yeah, I'm excited about passing this information on to people because honestly, I don't think I would have made it through the last three or four months of my life without these things in place. So I already had most of them in place, but I think I would have definitely fallen flat on my face. (laughs) 
had I not had them with the the spring that I've had. And you've got so much coming up over, you know, the next several months that you've even been ramping up your automation game just to try to make sure that while you're taking care of yourself and you're doing the things that you need to do this spring and summer, that your clients aren't feeling that, that they're still being nurtured and they're still getting all of the things that they need from you. So you've been working really hard on this. So it's just such a timely topic, I think, for both of us right now. Absolutely. So let's dive into number one, which is follow-ups. So follow-ups and responses, we all get a ton of communications in a day and we get communications from everywhere. I honestly, some days I feel like I have way too many closets that I have to open every single day to look in to see what my messages are from people because there's so many ways to get in contact with people. It used to be back when I started my business, the only way people contacted me was over the phone. Now we have phones, text messages, email, messengers of all the different social media platforms. And then we have these complicated things that have added things like I have Discord that I have to keep up with. I have Band I have to keep up with, which are two apps. And I have a client that uses Slack. So I mean, I don't know. I just listed off like 10 places that I have to look for communications from people every single day to kind of keep up with what's going on. And it can drive you, for lack of a better term, batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) to make sure you look at all of those. It's so true. I can spend an hour in the morning just going to each one of those, like you said, closet doors that you have to open, looking to see who's reached out, who do you need to respond to? And then on the flip side, if you're not funneling those people, which is kind of what we're going to talk about, if you're not funneling them to one place and you need to contact them, then you have to spend more time finding them. So where was I communicating with them? Was it a text message? Was it an Instagram? you know, DM? Was it an email? And you have to like go find them. And that can take forever. It can be so time consuming, so frustrating. I know I saw that piece of information. Yeah. So when I work with people, photographers that I'm mentoring around their photography businesses, one of the first things we talk about is this issue and how to get this piece cleaned up so that you're not losing people. You're doing the follow-ups that you need to do. We know how important follow-up is and that you're creating a space for yourself that isn't in the crazy making mentality. Like you're able to funnel those people all to one place so that you can find them and work with them and you can have automation set up. So um, yeah, this one is a favorite for me. Absolutely. So our recommendations here are to start simple. Don't make this overly complicated, right? For the majority of the communication I actually do get usually comes through email. So in email, you can create common responses to things because honestly, owning a small business is pretty repetitive. Like you say the same thing over and over and over and over again. So you're going to have some very common responses. Even if your automation is as analog as typing up the common responses into a Word document and then cutting and pasting them into your emails as responses and then customizing it, you're going to shave hours off of your month. I mean, it may seem like a minute or two every single time you use it, but trust me, it adds up over time. Little small things add up over time. And you can also use software to 
automate the responses. So when a customer does one thing, then you can either add a tag or automatically, even if there's enough automation involved in it, to be able to just go ahead and respond to them right where they are with information that they need. I like to do the very first email I like to be able to create for automation for my clients is the one that follows up from like networking or contacts because that email is almost exactly the same every single time. It has contact information. It maybe has a link to an appointment scheduler, which is our third item we're going to talk about today, which is another huge time suck in our lives and communication suck. But just setting up a simple response email to say, you know, hey, it was nice to meet you. Here's my contact information and here's the next step. And writing it up in advance and then setting it up so that all you have to do is drop a tag on the contact in your CRM software and it sends off the email. It just saves you so many hours, so many hours over the year. It's it's time back. You can actually take a vacation. That's brilliant because <laughs> you know, all the time we're out networking, we're meeting people, we're collecting business cards, you know, we're doing all that. But then where we fall short is that stack of business cards sits on our desk and we always have the intention of getting back to them. So it's another area of, and I'm putting this in quotes, where we feel like we're failing or failure in our business because we're not following up well. But that's a great starter for automation. Literally just create your follow-up email from interactions that you can drop in there and personalize and then send it out. And you don't even have to go go so far as to put it in a software system. Like Kim said, you can create a Word document if that's where you want to start or an email draft that you copy over and over again and have them saved in a folder in your emails. My favorite that I like to start with because I get a ton of inquiries about portrait sessions daily, I like to start with a welcome email and it's something as kind of a qualifier email where I'm welcoming them, thanking them for reaching out. And then I have some common questions that I ask to to determine more about what they're looking for. It's easily customizable. It's something that I can do really quickly that used to take me a long time to sit down and craft. And because I was able to put just you know, I don't know, I think I spent 15 minutes creating it originally and just sat down and really thought about my wording and the language that I wanted to use and the feeling of my response. I was able to do all of that. So now I have an email I'm really happy with versus before when I was responding to all of them, sometimes it was an email I liked. Sometimes I wasn't feeling like I could write it and I wasn't feeling creative. So they were all different, if that makes sense. So being able to create one that I was really proud of and happy made such a big difference. And now I can just shoot it off in two seconds flat and it puts the ball kind of back in my client's court to be in a place where they're determining if they want to work with me or not by are they going to answer some of the questions? Are they going to take the next step? So that's a favorite one for me. Kim, do you have any tools that you really like for email automation. I know you do. Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. So Keep is going to be my my go-to tool. It's K-E-A-P and it is a full-fledged CRM and I'm not going to give anybody sunshine that it's not a little bit of a hassle to set up because it is. You've got to think about a few things, but here's the cool thing about Keep is Keep has this incredible force and I am one of them of a partner program and all CRM programs by the way, in general, have one of these, right? There are individuals who own their own businesses who really understand maybe a niche market or they understand a local market and they're really damn good at what 
what they do and they help you set up automations. And so Keeps Partner Network, and again, I am one of their partners, we will help you set it up. And many of us, like myself, have a program where if you buy Keep through me, then I will help you get started. I have some basic classes I can teach you. I will do a couple of consultations with you to help you get ramped up and started. So it is a tool to be able to do this. And when you're ready to move away from that Word document or draft folder in your email, then this is a good step up for you. There are other tools, but I think Keep works really especially well for small businesses because it seems to make sense to small business owners where a lot of the other tools do not. So that's one of the reasons I like it. And I think the people who are developing it really take time to understand what small business owners need in a CRM and they don't need a lot of stuff in their way. What they need to be able to do is to get in there and work with their contacts. And Keep does make that easy once you have the setup part done. So that would be my favorite tool for that. Other tools that there are tons of them out there and you can use them. And again, I don't want anyone to feel like, okay, it's not really automation because I have a Word document and it's not like the technology is doing all of it. But trust me, it saves you time. So if that's the place you start and it builds you up so when you're ready to step into a CRM tool that will allow you to do the rest of the automation, you most certainly can do that much easier because you'll already have all of those scripts written and the automations can just come super fast. So that's my two cents on that one. (laughs) I have been dabbling in Keep as well since you you know, got me started on it with Cowgirls with Cameras and, you know, some of our events we have coming up. But as a, as a horse photographer, one of the programs that I really like that I have found useful for automation is a program called 17 Hats, which is really geared towards photographers. So I know we have a lot of photographers that listen. So I wanted to throw that out there. It is a beast. I feel like I only use 20% of it at this point and I have so much room to grow in it, but I do really like it for managing my clients and also the automation part around sending emails. It's very easy to set up and to work with. And it also has, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but it has a a template marketplace and templates that you can use that are geared towards photographers that you can do, you know, emails that kind of handle all the different stages of your business. And if you're someone like me, that's not always able to come up with like the best words all the time without really putting a lot of time and energy into it. It's nice to be able to have a starting point with some of the template packs that they offer that kind of are through the standard process of a client lifespan in photography. So anyway, I would throw that one out there. And I would also challenge folks to look at the program that they're using for their website. I use Squarespace for my website and it also has an automation component and they keep adding more and more. You can do contracts now and invoicing is coming and all of that. So there's so much, you know, just take a look at the program that you're using for your website because it also might be that there's tools wrapped up in that that you're not even using yet. All of those things. Yeah, all of those things. So those are some tools for you guys to think about. The next thing I would add is some things to consider with your follows up and responses. You know, even though you're automating, there is still room for personalization and that's still really important. Making sure that if your client asks you a specific question that if you can take a moment to answer that, that's awesome. Or just adding, you know, making sure their name is included in there. Nothing is ickier than when you get a cold email from someone that says, hello, and it's your business name or some awkward 
you know, thing that the automation has picked up. So do your best to kind of weed through some of that stuff. I would also say that if you are automating and you're setting up templates that make sure that your templates all have a consistent look and feel that you're using your branding fonts and colors and that it looks like it's coming from you and that each one that you send looks like it's coming from you. So you can actually create an email template that you use over and over again that's in line with your branding. Another thing sometimes if you're like me you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like you want to get ahead on your emails but you don't want to be emailing your clients at two o'clock in the morning right they don't need to get a ping from you or it's not always professional for them to wake up in the morning and see that you were working all night long that doesn't represent your business all that well sometimes so it's okay to schedule your emails so if you're doing a flurry of them at night and you want them to go in the morning when people are more likely to open them when they're sitting down in front of their computer you can schedule that to happen. Kim, did you want to add anything to that? Because I know you do a lot of scheduling. I do. And a lot of the scheduling I do with emails are marketing emails. And for me and my evolved email practice that I like to put forward to my clients is that scheduling is really important because it's really key to meet people where they are in the sales process. So gone are the days when you just sort of send out something to all of your list every single week, instead making sure you meet those clients where they are. That's where the automations come into play and keep is being able to create basically workflows or flows for customers to go through in the different stages that they're in in your business. That's a little bit more than 10 or 15 minutes to set up, however. So scheduling emails, I do like to schedule them according to time-wise. I like mid-morning and mid-afternoon if you're talking about specific times because I think people tend to have a delete fest first thing in the morning and right when they come back from lunch. So I know I do. That's my delete fest time. (laughs) Speaking from personal experience. Speaking from personal experience. Yeah. But you also have to look at your target market, right? If you work with farmers, farmers only read their emails like super early in the morning or super late at night. They don't tend to check their email during the day. So you got to look at your target market, right? Horse people are the same way. They're not usually in the house during the middle of the day. And so look at your target market and who you're working with. But then also scheduling your marketing emails out. We've talked a lot about batching on this podcast over the time we've been doing it and batching helps and you can schedule batches of emails out as well. But yeah, scheduling is key. Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. 
So yeah, the last thing I want to mention that happens a lot in my life is I get a ton of social media inquiries. So I get DMs, you know, on Instagram, I get Facebook Messenger. Um, I even I'm having LinkedIn stuff come in. It's it can be so overwhelming. So like we said at the top of this episode, we we're talking about opening all those doors in the morning and figuring out who we need to respond to. One of the things that I have done that has been just a breath of just a breath of relief for me was I set up automated responses on all of my DMs and my Facebook messengers so that when I get client inquiries from there, I don't have to necessarily respond to them right away if I don't want to. So I set up automated responses. They're just out of office responses. It says something to the effect of, thank you for reaching out. I don't normally check these on a regular basis. To reach me, please send me an email. And I give the information and I can put a direct link to the contact form on my website, which then pulls them into my system when they email me. So I would definitely recommend that as a very easy, super simple thing you can do right away to just get a little breathing room and you're not having to battle all of the inboxes. Yes, that's a wise decision is being able to tell people where it's best to contact you. You know, you can also put in, I think my direct message responder for Facebook even tells people like if you're contacting me after a certain hour, I don't check messages after five o'clock. I'll return your message the next day. I mean, it just lets people know that you're conscientious, but you're also a human being. And what to expect, I think, is that you're setting a good expectation with those responses. And if for those of you who want to take that one step further, Facebook and some of the other social media channels that have direct messaging also have what are called chat bots where you can even choreograph things further, like really common questions. You can put responses into the automations that will, the person can choose a question that they would like a response to. And then you set up the response ahead of time and then they can choose that question and it'll give them the response and then their next step. So sometimes that helps further the conversation. And I do say sometimes because I've found in practice, what happens is when you, even when you set those things up so that every question gets answered, customers will still call and ask you the question. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like, do they want to see if your answer matches the direct message answer or what, but they'll tend to ask you again anyway. But I think it's a good reiteration of it. So I like that thought, but I also also know as a consumer, I don't typically click on those. I want to talk to somebody and actually hear the answer from them. Maybe it's my generation or maybe it's just me, but... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not brave enough to set those up yet for my business. I, I feel like I would really need to like go through and test it out. I'm just not brave enough yet. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid of how it would respond. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear from other people though that are running animal-based businesses out there if they use that or not. It'd be really fun to hear how that's working for them. So if anybody's using the, what did, what did you call it? The bot, the response bot? They're chat bots. Chat bot. Mm -hmm. Thank you. They're chat bots. And some of them come directly with the social media. For a long time, I actually used on my website one that is a separate from social media. It's called Drift. And it was, it sets up, you know, the little thing you get at the lower right-hand corner of your website that says, 
do you have a question technician here or live chat with somebody chat now chat now yes and the majority of the time you know small businesses we can't stock people to respond to those chats in live form but what they will do is you can choreograph them I call it choreographing but scripting is probably a better word you can script a bunch of responses back to people and drift was really nice I actually made clients with drift several of them as a matter of fact found that incredibly useful but I took it off of the newest version of my website because I had a little bit better response system through keep because I had drift before I had keep so drift is another one that you can take a look at and understand what a chat bot is a little bit better that's a little bit more advanced automation I know for this episode we're trying to keep it super simple but automation is one of those things that just grows the more you use it so take baby steps don't feel like you have to jump right into the deep end of the pool but definitely take those first baby steps because it'll make your life easier and then as you take the baby steps things will keep growing out are we ready to move on to billing Let's talk about some money. We are. Let's talk about billing. (laughs) Money, money, money. So one of the things that I see in my clients is that this is kind of a double threat benefit to business owners. So one is saving time. So billing in and of itself, like I have a service oriented business and billing honestly doesn't take me long because I've got quite a few automations set up for it, but I maybe spend five to 10 minutes a month on it. But I have worked for small businesses where this is something that people work on for days is getting the monthly billing taken care of and getting it sent out. And that has not been lost on software companies. So a lot of software companies have set up automations to be able to help you process your billing faster and with you having less hands-on, right? Because a lot of times billing, it doesn't change a lot. Like the same client gets billed the same amount every month on the same date. And your clients, it's better if they get their invoices on time. I know for me as a consumer, if somebody bills me at a different date, sometimes it gets lost because I pay bills on a very certain date. And if I don't have them all in front of me at that date, having automated invoicing really really, really helps because it saves you from having to sit down and do those invoices by yourself. Having an automatic statement system is super beneficial as well. So I am not an accounting software guru and I don't think Kara is either. So one of the things that I would suggest the first thing you do if you want to do a more automation in your billing is talk to your accountant and ask them, how can I make this process easier for my business? How can I set this up so that things do things behind the scenes without me having to touch them. So that is an important thing. Tool-wise, if you're using Keep, Keep does have a billing system and an invoicing system attached that allows you to set up automations around invoices and product purchases. So that really helps. It actually helps with product follow-up if somebody buys something from you and it's a very specific product that you set up, then Keep will be able to send out, you know, follow-up emails 
review emails, all kinds of things that need to come after that for marketing, customer service, and continued purchases and so on. So that all helps as well. Another thing that really helps when automating your billing is going ahead and entering ahead the information into your accounting system for the products and services that you have, the prices that you have slated, the information about each thing so it looks pretty on the invoice, and then having them there so they can be chosen. Most of the accounting software allows you to do it like out of a drop down menu, or if you type a couple of letters, whatever it is will pop up and fill in the appropriate items. So that all helps. So taking a few hours to just sit down and really get your accounting software set up so it can really benefit you time-wise is important. And setting up your invoicing, the more automated you can make that invoicing, the better. A lot of the software that is available now offers a reoccurring payment system. So if you have the same client that you're billing every single month for the same amount, then you can set that up as a recurring bill. And this is where the psychology starts to come into play. Because if you have a little bit of trouble collecting money, and I'm going to be honest with you, there's a lot more of you out there that have trouble collecting money than there are that don't. So a lot of small business owners really struggle with pushing the button to send on an invoice. It's sometimes it feels a little weird for people if they have some residual stuff left over from their childhood or other experiences around money. This is a place like follow-up where we can start to feel some pulls internally that don't have anything to do with our business and may stop us from doing things that are beneficial for our business. So the automations, in addition to the fact that they save us time, they also keep us square because they take our personal stuff out of the equation because the computer, just like it doesn't care about what time it works, it could care less that I'm worried because Sally's having family problems this month and I know it (laughs) in in pressing send on Sally's invoice. I still have a business to run no matter what's going on out there in the world. So automating those things is super beneficial to your business. Another thing that you can do is, and this is not necessarily a technical automation, but one of the biggest benefits I had for my business was when I stopped random invoicing and started doing like packages with people where I could get them to pay ahead, maybe do three months of a payment at a time or six months at a time. And I got a good enough reputation with my clients that they're pretty comfortable that we're still going to be working together in three to six months that they would go ahead and pay ahead. And I offered a small discount for that so that I didn't have to worry about it. So you can also make that little alteration in your business if it works for you there. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. You know, you were talking about the money issue and issues around hitting the send button. Another element of that that I hear 
a lot when I'm working with other photographers, but also that I experienced in the early days of my business was the issue of selective pricing. Depend, you know, you had that area where you were feeling like maybe someone couldn't afford your services. So you were offering random discounts and then trying to keep up with what you offered one person versus what you were charging another person. So that's another area where it kind of cleans all of that up. If you can go in and set up your common invoices, the things that you commonly invoice for. So for me, I do a set retainer for every client that I work with and it's the same amount. I can set that up and I don't have to think about it. And then I know what I've sent. I can just send it, send it, send it when I need to. So even if you're not at a place where you're ready to set up automated billing, even just setting up those common line items that you bill for on a regular basis with the prices that you wanna charge and then get in the habit of just creating those invoices and sending them because it's, first of all, it's easier for you. You've already set up your line items, your common things that you invoice for, either products or services. It's already done for you. It's ready to go and you've just gotta enter your client and send it on. I mean, you don't even have to go to this, the level that Kim was talking about setting up automated billing. I mean, just literally getting that into a system so that you can click instead of having to recreate it. I mean, there was a time when I was doing invoices and I was having to every single invoice, check my pricing, write a description of the item and send it out. And it got to where it was, it was never consistent. So just adding that consistency is so empowering and it gives you, I don't know, it kind of helps with that issue around having anxiety around hitting the send button. Absolutely. And it keeps you more honest because if you change the price you have to think about changing the price and you look at it and you say, should I really do that? Is that that important for me to change? That's what I said the price was going to be. So at least it's a reminder there to keep you focused. And, and definitely just as a side note, if you have difficulties with money in your business, like collecting money, invoicing people, value, those kind of things, get some help with that. Because honestly, life is too short to be stressing over that. So definitely, reach out to a coach or a gestaltist or somebody to kind of help you move past that because it's a painful thing. I feel you because I've been there. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Appointments. Appointments are the next one. And this was, of all of the things we've talked about today, like automating the emails was great, but I type 100 words a minute and I don't have any trouble writing things. So that was a nice thing to happen for me and it was definitely, it's helpful now. Automating the billing stuff really helped me with a lot of different stuff. But I'm gonna tell you the biggest and the most dramatic change in my business as far as administrative time was creating automations around my appointments because I have a very busy calendar. If you ever look at it, it's a nightmare. It's beautiful because it's rainbow colored, but it has, I have lots of different appointments. I have tons of commitments. My calendar is, it dictates my entire life. I cannot live without it in a single day. And then being able to find time for people and a, a great deal, the reason why my calendar is so busy is a great deal of my time is spent working with clients over Zoom or in person or teaching classes. And so there's all of this like scheduling that has to happen. And when I was doing it before, it was either 
either texts, phone calls, emails in order to, you know, are you available next week? Well, yes, I'm available next week. Here's the time slots that I have. Okay, I'll take this time slot. Well, no, sorry, that doesn't going to work because that time slot got taken by somebody else who just emailed me. So I can't do that one anymore. This is what I have left. What do you have left? Nothing in there. Can we go to the next week? Okay, no, that's not going to work. My project deadline's this. I have to see you before then. And it, it is just hours and hours and hours of my life got sucked away into these inane conversations about scheduling something on my calendar. And it just was ridiculous. And my customers were angry with me. Oh, I can't ever get an appointment with you or, and things got dropped. I mean, it was just a mess. It was a hot mess. <laughs> so I started looking for a calendar scheduler a while back. I mean, long years ago. And I've been through a bunch of different ones over the years. And the one that I finally settled on is called Schedule Once. And I can sing its praises and kind of like keep once you have it set up. It's like it, this one, keep it requires a little bit of upkeep, but Schedule Once, once you have it set up, it really runs without you having to worry about it. The setup is a, is a little bit challenging, but once it's set up, it's so detailed. I can like dictate down certain types of appointments to certain hours of the day. I can set up intake forms so I no longer have to collect that information when people make the appointment. It will let me charge people when they make the appointment. So if somebody signs up for one of my coaching packages, they will pay for it and then put their coaching times on my calendar. It's it's like automatically done. And it just shows up on my Google calendar. And when I sit down to work in the morning, I look at who am I going to be speaking with today? And I can prep for that. And then I can open up my key folder, look at who I'm going to be talking to, see my notes, see their notes. And boom, I'm, I'm just, I'm organized. It organizes me in a way that no other thing organizes me in my business. So honestly, do yourself a huge favor. If you do appointments, discovery calls, anything like this, having an appointment scheduler is absolutely crucial. Do you use one, Kara? I don't think you do, do you? No. So that's why I wanted this on our agenda today to talk about because I've been thinking about adding one to my current process because that whole thing you were talking about at the beginning where you're going back and forth with dates and then another client takes a date and then you're back and forth again trying to confirm dates. I really like that idea and I've been wondering how to fit that into the type of work that I do. And just listening to you talk, I can already see see some ways that I can probably be scheduling viewing and ordering appointments, my creative consults, that sort of thing. And I can get some of those things on the calendar and take away some of that back and forth, back and forth. And I think that it's not just that piece of it isn't just about freeing up your life and your business and giving you a little more organization, but it also is more professional for your clients. They don't have to go back and forth with you because that's taking time out of their day and you're becoming, while you're you're doing a service for them, it can become a little daunting for them and a little, it's like another step to confirm them, if that makes sense. More work they have to do to be in your system and to be working with you. So I've been thinking about that and I was kind of hoping you would share what you use that you love. So I'm excited that you've 
dropped that. I think you said it was called Schedule Once. Schedule Once. Okay. There are some other options out there that work for businesses. Acuity is another one that my clients will use that. If I have the option to choose what we use, it's going to be Schedule Once because I know it inside and out. But Acuity is one. So calendaring options for your business, like these appointments, schedule or things, they really need to be chosen based upon what it is that you need. You have to look at your business in order to determine you know, how much do you want to invest in in a scheduling software and how complex does it need to be? So let me dive into that just a little bit for your edification and for our audience. So there's a software program out. It's called Calendly. And oh, Adobe bought it. That was it. So it, that is just a really recent development in this episode, which we're taping on May 19th of 2022, just to let you know where you're going to be listening to it in the future. But that was just announced like this last week. The Adobe purchased it. So I'm sure the name of it's going to change and it's going to alter. But as of this moment in time, you can get it as Calendly. And if all you need is you have a business flow that you need to be able to set up an exploratory call with people. Calendly works really, really well. If you need a little bit more than that, they do have a paid version. I think that that's their free version. You can do like one appointment. And oftentimes for my coaches who typically don't book their coaching sessions based on the auto scheduling, they will do those on that discovery call. So somebody calls in, gets a gets information about it, and then they book the sessions and, and look at their calendar right there. And when you're on the phone, that process goes a little easier. But a lot of people, I'm not always available by phone. So people need to be able to get to me another way. So Calendly would be like a starter option. If you don't need a lot of latitude and you just need to book one appointment, it's a great place to step into this. Acuity was designed more for salons, massage therapists, people who maybe have more than one person working in their business, like a dog groomer, Acuity would be really good for because you can set up multiple calendars for the employees in your office and people can book appointments with this very specific person. So Acuity works really well for that. I liked Acuity and I've said it up for several clients. I thought it went really smoothly, but I preferred schedule once. And a couple of the reasons I preferred it is because one, it integrates with Keep. So since Keep is my CRM and my scheduling is so connected to my CRM, Keep, by the way, does have a scheduling tool in it. It just doesn't have a lot of options. Like you can't, you can say when appointments are available, but one of my complaints about it is I don't want to take same day coaching calls. I just don't. The scheduler and keep will schedule a same day call. So if you went to my calendar and I have free time this afternoon available on my calendar, it will book the call. Now I can get around that by marking my day out first thing in the morning, but I'm lazy and don't want to do that. So I liked schedule once because schedule once I can tell it this type of meeting I will only take that meeting. They have to be 24 hours ahead of time or 48 or it'll book it out a week. It also keeps from people booking out too far ahead. I travel a lot. I have impromptu life. I don't want people booking appointments six months from now because frankly, I don't know what I'm doing six months from now. (laughs) So I want to cut it off at a certain date. Schedule Once has the capability for you to be able to 
really, really define your time that you want to work very tightly. And then it also lets you set up different calendar or different scheduling options for different groups of people. So I have several centers of influence that I work with that I do consulting services for their people. And I offer them special times and special rates and and things that are very different from somebody that would come in in a different like singular way. So I have to have different calendars available for them and Schedule Once offers me that latitude as well. Schedule Once costs $15 a month and I would say it saves me six, $800 a month in time. I mean, it's the amount of time I spend on calendar stuff. It's minuscule compared to what it once was because I adopted using that software. That's really interesting. And, you know, I've mentioned 17 hats on here a couple of times that's, you know, that's a CRM for photographers and um, they have a scheduling option as well. And I um, am going to dig into it a little bit since I'm already using 17 hats to manage my clients, but I haven't set it up yet. So I'm interested to see, and it's just a great example that you may have providers that you're using for one aspect of your business that have features that you didn't even know that they have. So if you've got a website hosting program or something like go look and see what they've added and what they've used because you may not need to pick up another monthly service charge, if you know what I mean. Like I can't tell you how many times I thought I needed something, went to subscribe to it and then realized that something I already am subscribing to and I'm already paying for has that function or that feature. I just need to go look at it. And you don't always get updates when they add new things. Or maybe when I started using the program, I didn't need it for that reason. I needed something else from it. And I never went and looked at the other stuff. So definitely recommend look at what you're already paying for see what services they have and how you can add those to your business before going out and getting something new. So that was such a good, this was a really good conversation for me because I'm at a place where I'm ready to take even a second level of automation. So this has been very timely and I hope it's been very timely for our listeners as well as we're all probably in our spring crazy season. All right. So are we done for today, Kim? Is there anything else we want to add? Nope. I'm good. Go automate stuff, folks. And maybe what your time save is, is to to sit in the hammock with a margarita and just enjoy the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All this automation will give us more margarita time. I like it. So that's it for us today. We hope that we've given you three things you can do right now to add. Just give yourself a little breathing room in your business. Number one, think about your follow-ups and your responses. There's a ton of stuff that you can do there to free up some time. Automate your billing is the second thing that we mentioned. And then finally, the third one is around appointments and scheduling. So we hope you enjoyed this. We would love to hear from you guys. If you use any of the programs that we mentioned today, let us know what you think about them, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you are doing something really amazing in your business that is automating and freeing up time for you, we would love to hear about that. So hop over to our social media channels at The Business Animal on Instagram and Facebook, or shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.